Hello, mighty people of the Most High, Magnificent God. This is Heather Miller, and I've come to bring you a word straight out of the Word of God and straight out of the Word that's written upon the pages of my own life. I wanted to share some testimonies, and I wanted to share some stories with you today, um, and some revelations and some things that the Lord has put on my heart. And before I start, I'd like to pray for you. Every person that's been connected to this podcast, whether it's right when it's published or five years from now, if God has divinely led you to this podcast, it's because He has a word for you. That is how things work in my life and our lives on this earth. When we walk in the Spirit, we are like the wind. Isn't that what Jesus said? And we are led and we we are we are led to things we are led to words and he speaks to us through all different kinds of ways and so whoever you are out there person in the far-off future that's going to be listening to this message today I want you to know that this is uh, you were brought here divinely by the Holy Ghost and before I start I would like to pray for all of you Lord God, Father God, I come to you in the mighty name of Jesus as a daughter of the Most High God, Lord, covered in the blood of the Lamb. Lord, I thank you that you died on the cross for me. Lord, I thank you that you loved me enough to do that. Lord God, I thank you for this. I thank you that you loved us all, Lord God, with the sacrificial love, with the purest love. And Lord, I ask you, that your love would be poured out on this podcast today in power and that demons would flee and tremble. Lord God, I ask that you would heal people today. I ask that you would heal them from every illness, mental illness, emotional hurts, physical illness, all illness in Jesus' name. Flee. Lord, I ask that you would restore your people, Lord God, and that you would make them whole in every way, and that you would prepare them as brides being prepared for their wedding. In Jesus' name, I pray this, and I thank you, Father. I thank you for this. Lord God, and I just ask that you would cause us to be sensitive in a day and age when people are no longer sensitive, Lord, because you told us that the love of many would wax cold. And Lord God, I ask that you would tenderize our hearts, Lord God, that you would make us emotional, that we were made to feel all the hurts, all the pains, all the love, all the joy, all of those things that make our spiritual senses come alive, that we experience the fullness of this life and we accomplish every task because we have been challenged by these this earthly realm. I ask that you would take away this numbness that has fallen over so many of us Lord God this just numbness just shutting down emotionally and mentally Lord but cause us to rise up Lord God that we would feel and we would be sensitive to every uh, in every way in every way that we would be sensitive Lord God that you would restore the fear of the Lord in us that you would restore the passion in us that you would restore the joy that you would restore all of those things, the love. In Jesus' name, I pray this. Amen. And I want to I wanna talk about what I just prayed. 
you know, there's been a, a kind of a, and I'm not the only one. I've had lots of friends and even my own household. Uh, we feel like a numbness has come over us sometime. And I think it has to do with a lot of the things that are being poured out in this last hour. Um, but when we came into this world, we were meant, we had five senses in the natural. Okay. We know that. And we have senses in the spirit where we feel our way around in this earth spiritually. And the enemy wants to shut all that down so that you're not able to react. You know, if you don't have feeling in your hands or your feet, you know how they don't function, right? Uh, have you ever had your, uh, everybody's had their foot fall asleep <laughs> or your hand fall asleep for some reason, you slip on it wrong, you wake up and it's just like rubber. It doesn't work right. Um, uh, the enemy wants to do that to our spiritual senses so we're not able to react the way that we need to so that we can't feel God we can't feel God um, putting a sense of urgency on us to do a thing you know Noah had a sense of urgency let's talk about that he had a sense of urgency you think that Noah wasn't afraid when God said he's going to uh, flood the whole world and kill everyone huh. I'm going to tell you something uh, even the word says that Noah built that ark out of fear. It says it in the New Testament. Don't ask me which verse because I don't have it. The Bible memorized. Um, but I, it's in here somewhere. I'll have to dig it up. But go in there and look at it. He, he built it out of fear. Um, because he knew what was coming. And it was faith. Because uh, he believed what God told him. And he had a respectful fear of the judgment of God. So he went ahead and he got that boat built. You know? Um, the enemy wants to lull us to sleep so that we're not able to be sensitive to what God is saying. So we don't have a sense of urgency or we don't have, um, we're not able to open our hearts and allow love to come into our lives or allow ourselves to love others as deeply as we once were. Um, joy you know all of those things the enemy just wants to dumb us down and that's all I'm gonna go there I'm not gonna say anything else about that because the main subject that I have on my heart today is something that's very interconnected with my own personal life um, I have a daughter I have two daughters and I have two sons and the two sons are grown and, and moved out and then I have my two daughters that live with me and my oldest daughter is my adopted daughter. And um, I want to share that testimony with you. And um, some of you know, um, who may be, have listened to this podcast for a while or know me from my personal life, that um, my husband uh, was married for 18 years and my husband passed away in 2017. He struggled with uh, kidney failure. Uh, he had that disease for 14 years. Um, and I want to tell you, it was, it was a long journey. But through that journey, the Lord taught me. He taught me. Um, it was a trial. And trial teaches patience. And we hate to learn patience. But it taught me unconditional love. And I want to tell you something. Um, when I was a little girl, I remember a thing. I was watching TV and I was sitting in front of that big old console TV. <laughs> you remember we had those with big old wooden, big old piece of furniture. 
And uh, I was sitting in front of that console TV and I was watching this movie. And I think it was like an ABC Family special or something. You don't remember those things used to come on. And I remember, I don't remember the movie or what it was, the whole movie. I just remember the movie was about a lady that, and I remember she, she got cancer. And I remember all her hair fell out. And she had on this little, you know, this little rag on her head, you know, a little thing on her head. And I was little, I was probably seven, six. And I remember looking at that movie and I remember, uh, whoever it was in the movie, her sweetheart or whatever, was just loving her through that. And I was so impressed by that when I was a little child. And I remember thinking, I want to be loved that much. I want to be loved by somebody who would love me even if my hair fell out. Even as a little child, I valued that. It was precious to me. And I ended up growing up and marrying a man that had uh, ended up getting sick. But my, I can honestly tell you that Vernon, my husband, was the person that God sent me in my life that taught me. He was the first person that I truly felt loved unconditionally by. And that's what God sent him to my life to do. And... I had to learn to love unconditionally back through all of the trials that he would go through. And so we were like iron sharpening iron. I want to tell you we were, but I want to tell you another thing is we made a lot of mistakes. And I know that um, God preserved our love, but we were flesh human beings. People always want to see a story like that. They, they want to see this fairy tale story. Everything went beautiful and perfect just all the time. No, it wasn't like that. Um, there are some beautiful stories out there like that, but ours wasn't. We, we towards the end especially, we were pretty grouchy with each other because <laughs> he was sick of being sick, and I was sick of him being sick. We were tired. We were worn out. But you know, when you're in the middle of the storm, you just gotta hold the line. And um, when it came down to the end, it was a bittersweet, bitter, 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 sweet parting. And I felt Vernon's love. Even when he passed away, I felt his love for me. And God began to wrap that story up in my life and in my heart, and helped to resolve that for me. But I didn't do, some things I, I just didn't, feel like I did enough of. Did anybody ever feel like that? that? You gave it all you had and it just still, you didn't have enough strength to pick up the barbells on that one. There was some heavy, heavy things. And you know, I want to tell you this. I feel the Holy Spirit. Do you know Jesus dropped his cross? Man, I want to tell you, don't you know that the most perfect one that never sinned, even he dropped his cross. He couldn't carry it anymore. He was so tired. He got so tired. He couldn't pick it up. He was so beat up. He couldn't even recognize him. The word says he was marred. His visage was marred beyond all recognition. To deface him, the enemy wanted to deface Christ. My God. 
And some of the trials you're going to go through in this life, you're going to drop it. You're going to drop your meat in the dirt, so to speak. You're going to drop your ice cream cone in the dirt, whatever that saying is. You're going to you're gonna drop your cross, that thing that's so precious to you that you're determined that you're going to carry it across the finish line. And you're hot, you're hot and you're sweaty and you can't even see. And you're tired and your throat is parched and you're just crawling to the finish line with it. And you're still going to drop it. But... God will send somebody to pick up your cross and carry it for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's going to send people to help you because he is gracious. He wants you to win. He wants, it, what we talk about winning here, material things? No, I'm talking about going and completing every assignment that Christ has put on your life. From the moment that you were born on this planet, you had a life assignment and God wants you to finish your course. And he's going to send people to help you. And his grace is sufficient for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Because I want to tell you what the prize is at the end. The prize is love. The prize is love. Nobody, you know, we have an imbalance in the body. And I'm not going to go and complain about that. I'm here to glorify Jesus today. But we have some over here that that's all they want to do is this teddy bear Christianity with the smoke screen, uh, the smoke machines and the foolishness. And then you have over here, you have the hard ones. They're just as hardened. Their hearts are hard and cold. And they're ready to throw everyone in hell and judge the world. And, and they think they're prophets, but they're really just prophets of the devil. Messengers from hell. And they're running everyone away from Jesus. And then you have these other ones over here that are leading people into the pits of hell with their new age Christianity. So there's, there's, there's that little narrow thing that's in the middle. You have the wide gate and you have the little narrow thing, that little narrow gate. And that's where many of us are, are on that little narrow path. We're trying to find that balance. But I want to tell you something. Love is strong. Love is powerful. Love loves you enough to judge you and to correct your behind when you get out of line with God. God does that. And he does it out of his love. Love is very multifaceted. God is love. He is the very essence of love. That's why love is the most important thing. Love will cause you to kill the straw, to kill the straw man. And I'm gonna explain what I mean by that. I had an interesting dream last night. Now I don't like to share dreams usually. I will once in a blue moon, but it's usually just with my family and friends. <laughs> um, and they're always very subjective and I don't like to put a whole lot of weight on them because dreams sometimes can be very misleading because we oftentimes misinterpret them. But I'm pretty clear that uh, what God was saying to me, I was praying when I fell asleep and I was praying about, um, you know, we have these altar sides of ourselves. We do. We have these altar, altar egos, if you will. Um, and it's just the flesh side of us. It's that flesh side of us that gets swept off in the world and, and, and throws it all to the wind and says, oh, whatever, you know, I'm just tired of trying to, trying so hard in my spiritual walk, just, uh, you know, you know, it just kind of loosey-goosey, you know, we have that flesh side, and that side is not a good side. That side needs to die, okay? 
because it's a it's not a, it's not the real you it's not the the person that, that God the true you the spirit you inside that loves the Lord but but we do struggle with that flesh side. Everybody does it. I don't care how long you've been walking with God. I don't care how how high you are up on your spiritual high horse. Everybody has that side of themselves, that straw man. And I got that term. You see, I was praying last night. I said, I, Lord, I want to kill that altar side of me. That side that loses my temper or says things I shouldn't say or thinks things I shouldn't say or believes things I shouldn't believe. Okay, how many of you know the enemy can come and influence you or misrepresent a situation to you, misrepresent a person to you, misrepresent whatever to you, okay, that you believe lies, okay? I want all of that stuff to, to leave my life, you know, we've all been tricked or deceived by a person, but I'm just saying, we, we want to, we want to be only led by the Lord, you know, when we get, we lay our we lay our defenses down. We don't have our armor on. Sometimes we just get, you know, we get off in the woods on some things. But that straw man, and that term came from, uh, and I, I've been studying on this stuff a little bit. Um, that's a, a, a term that is among the um, uh, American national, uh, what is it called? Um, the... I think it's called American National Community of People that um, basically it's uh, it's a legalistic thing that has to do with citizenship in the United States where apparently when we were born we were born as natural born citizens that's what it is and then once you became uh, you became a citizen of Washington DC when your parents enrolled you in uh, the and filed for your birth certificate and enrolled you in um, the Social Security you know, got your social security number, you became a citizen of Washington, D.C., District of Columbia, whereas prior to that, you were a natural-born citizen with rights and inalienable rights. And so that's the true. I'm using that as an example. I'm not expecting to get any feedback in my email about this particular subject because that's not what I'm shooting for. But if you have some that's beneficial, I would hear it and read it. But, um, so that's, that was the real citizenship. Do you see what I'm saying? So when your spirit was sent down into your mother's room, you had a certain, uh, uh, you were a pure, you were that pure spirit, and then you became influenced by this outside world, right? And and in many ways, we married up with the world. Many, Most of every one of us did at some point and became uh, married up with the world and its influence and its ways and we got that on us and whatever the way we walk talk dress our ideologies and stuff and then once you were rebirthed in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit or born again okay you you reverted back to what was your natural purest state in God because you were in God before you got down here I'm gonna go here I just did there's no backing out because Jeremiah, in the book of Jeremiah, he says, I knew you before I, before I placed you in your mother's belly. He knew your soul before the sperm hit the egg. So, to bring us back to him, back to the Father, we had to be born again through the Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ. But in the meantime, there's that flesh, isn't there? You gotta fight that flesh. 
And we have an obligation to Christ Jesus and the Father God and the sweet Holy Spirit to obey and to do the things that we need to be doing. Behave the way we need to be behaving and fight that flesh back. And sometimes you're just going to fail. And sometimes you're just going to fail. But that's what God's grace is for. But you keep moving and you keep trying because you do it out of love. Because, see, love lays down the things that it wants for, for someone else. Love lays down its own desires to be obedient to God. Out of love, you do that. Right? Isn't that what Jesus said? If we love the Father, we're going to obey? Yeah, that's true. Obedience is a very important thing. Very important thing. That's why little children need to be taught obedience from the time they're they're little. Uh, we, we missed it in that ge this generation. I'm not going to gripe and everything, but we did. We've missed it. Children don't get disciplined anymore so that they grow up even thinking that there's no consequences with God. They're not afraid of authority. They're not, If they're not afraid of their parents' authority, they're not afraid of... It graduates. You see, it goes up. They're not afraid of policemen or teachers. And next thing, they're not afraid of policemen and judges. And next thing, they're in prison. <laughs> And some of them miss all that, don't have any problem in the legal system, but, but then they're just not afraid of God when, as they grow up. They might be very successful in the world, but they have no fear of anything, no repercussions. They don't see anything, no judgment coming, no correction, because they have no fear of a higher power. That's what it's about. And so obedience is super important to teach your little babies. Very important. But... Um, Love kills the straw man. Love kills that person that's fake. It's not the flesh. It's, it's just fake. It's, it's not the real you. It needs to be tossed off to the side. And um, uh, I wanted to say, um, try to keep these podcasts shorter, you know, because I know y'all don't want to stay on here forever, but... <laughs> I wanted to share another thing that the Lord did. You know, He brought me my adopted daughter in a very unique way back in 2016. And her father had uh, cancer. And her mother had abandoned her as a child. Um, there were things there that happened. And the mother was into witchcraft and still is. She's a Wiccan witch. So this daughter, this person that walked in my kitchen door one day, she the first time I met her, I was just like, something was really special about this kid, you know. She was 17 at that time. And I just instantly favored her a great deal. And... Um, Time would go on, and uh, she became very, very close to my family, very close, and she was a regular in my household, and then um, she ended up coming to live with us, and then after that, her father passed away in September of 2017. Two and a half, almost three weeks later, my husband passed away in 2017. So we walked through those next few months and that season and it was we had each other and of course i had my other loved ones in my life but she contributed in ministering to my little daughter my 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 smallest daughter i mean 
God knows how to send people to fill the gaps in the spaces. And um, she moved out and then she came back to me to live again in 2019. And God did it. And uh, it was really amazing. He, he brought us to a revival that we went to in New Braunfels. And we saw signs, wonders, and miracles. We saw people healed of cancer. We saw a lady jump out of her wheelchair. We saw healing after healing. And God's spirit just moved for weeks in that revival. And, and he, re, he just rejuvenated uh, my daughter. Brooke is her name. And um, I watched her grow so much. And it was amazing. I mean, she just... she. She was appointed and anointed for such a time as that, you know? And then come around the 1st of 2020, she had uh, major eye problems because she also is a diabetic. And um, uh, she got to where she couldn't drive. And so I had to take care of her, begin to drive her around, take her to doctor's appointments. It was a very stressful time. And I will uh, uh, say this, that for a moment in time there, I was a little bitter at what was going on and really felt like, Lord, why is this? Why can I not get away from sickness coming around my life and these people? And I feel so burdened for them because I won't leave them, you know, I won't leave them, but I will pick it up and I'll drag it along with me to wherever we're going. And I don't mean to make it sound like that, um, but it is a burden that you carry when you're worried about somebody who has a sickness or a disability. Um, it's just, it is. It's, it's, we carry each other's burdens. That's what we do when we have love. But I was a little irritated with, with God. Like, you know, my husband, I just buried him. And, you know, and why is this? Why don't you just heal her? That's what I remember saying that. I kept expecting to go to this revival. She was just going to be healed. She's going to be healed. And, and I just wouldn't give up on it. And, um, but I carried that stress of that. Like, I just want to see her healed. You know, I want And I remember she went in the hospital one time. And it was last. Not this last spring, but the spring before last. And she went in the hospital. And um, I remember being in the ER with her. And I was sitting there and I was, you know, anxious. You're always anxious in those situations. You know, I was anxious and I was, I put my hand on her, either on her forehead or her shoulder, I can't remember. And I was gonna start really getting all Pentecostal and praying over her, right? You know? <laughs> I was ready to get after it. And I was going to go in there and start praying for her. And the Lord got a hold of me. And he said, the Holy Spirit came upon me and said, corrected me. The Holy Spirit said, just love her. And it just shut me up and shut me down. And I got real quiet and I felt very corrected. And I said, yes. Yes, I will do that, Lord. And I felt the burden come off of me from that moment forward as the Lord began to teach me that when people have been sent to us, it's not so we can fix them all the time or get them healed or 
doctor up on them with our herbs and oils, which I love to experiment on my family and friends and children with my herbs and oils. <laughs> I love natural things, but that's not the reason. Sometimes he just sends you a person because that person is a blessing to your life. And he just wants you to love, love people and learn how to love them just the way they are. Sick, imperfect, getting on your nerves, whatever it is. But you know what? That flesh, that straw man, it doesn't want to do that, does it? It always wants the relationship to be fixed perfect so that you can be happy. But you know, I want to say what God did was amazing. From that point forward, I just let it all go and I just said, we're just going to love one another and forget it. And I took her back and forth to work. It became part of my routine in the morning. And uh, I was uh, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed my talks with her. I've enjoyed my, my time picking her up and we'd catch up on each other's day. The dinners we've made, just the love that's been in this household. It's been the Holy Spirit. And I didn't ex know, it, you know, when she would ever move out. I expected it to be with uh, maybe get married and move out. But she recently came to me and said, that the Lord is leading her to move out and that he has provided her a home, a place, her first place by herself with her friend. And, you know, I just cried my eyes out. But I knew that uh, it was the Lord leading her because she is a young woman of God and she is led by the Holy Spirit. And, you know, God causes us to the places that were imperfect even in other relationships where we just didn't feel like we did enough that we wanted to accomplish for God those things were um, well for me those things were completed here with my relationship with my adopted daughter and you know God when he wants to teach you something he's gonna make sure it gets done right he's gonna teach you patience he's gonna teach you love he's gonna teach you to love with sacrifice because, you know, love without sacrifice is just not really worth having. It's really not love at all. If somebody's not willing to love you all the way through, imperfections and all, it's not, it's not a pure love. It's a selfish love. How guilty are we oftentimes of having a selfish love? You know, I've, this has come to me uh, recently. And I, before I continue, I just want to say a big shout out to my lovely, sweet woman of God, daughter, Brooke. I really love you. I'm very proud of you. And I pray that God prospers you and blesses you and keeps you everywhere you go. And that you complete every assignment everywhere you go. In Jesus' name, I pray that blessing over you. But um, I have another person in my life, and I'm not going to tell a long story here, but... Um, I will just say that this person is somebody I cannot get away from, that I love desperately, but this person also drives me up the ever-living wall. Does anybody have somebody like that in their life? <laughs> yes, and he doesn't listen to this podcast because he didn't like it. So he kind of grouchy about it, you know, who knows? Uh, just drive me crazy. And, you know, the Lord just put on my heart, um... Uh, a few days ago because I've been struggling and praying and struggling and praying about that relationship and 
basically I, I kind of shut down I was at that point where I was like I'm just not going to give my all to this person I, they never gave their all to me and I'm just going to just do the bare minimum and protect myself right and um, the Lord convicted me basically showed me no I want you to give your all to this person as if they had given their all to you go ahead and love with all the love that you have in you for this person and I will tell you it is a great deal that I love this person this person has broken my heart over and over and over again and uh, my whole life actually and uh, the Lord convicted me that that person may never change that person may never change because see it's not that it's not God's will for people in your life to change their their little stinky ways it's that they get a choice and sometimes they just don't let God change them but that doesn't mean they're not saved because God is gracious and it doesn't mean that he doesn't love them and it doesn't mean that they don't love God it's just we carry this treasure in these earthen vessels. I mean, that's what it is right there. We are flesh people. Okay? In a flesh world, we're spirits inside of an earth suit. And it's so clumsy. You know, did you ever look at the astronauts that supposedly landed on the moon? <laughs> Some of you caught that out there. They look so goofy walking around in those space suits. They look like the Michelin Man, right? They were in a space suit. Well, you're in a, an Earth suit, a clumsy, clunky, imperfect, clumsy Earth suit, and you're doing your very best to maneuver around in this Earth. You're not gonna, you're not gonna get through it unscathed. You're not gonna be perfect, and so stop expecting others to be perfect too. Amen. That's a word for me. Y'all think I'm preaching to y'all? I'm preaching to me today. I just love the Lord, and the most important thing I know y'all do too, or you wouldn't tune into this. The most important thing is that we let our straw man die. We die to the flesh because love love kills the flesh if you want to get if you want to burn it all down to the most basic point that's what dying to the flesh really is okay because remember even Paul Paul said this said that you could give your body to be burned and you could do all these great works and so forth and so on but if you have not love you're as a tinkling cymbal or sounding brass in other words you just make a noise right just make a noise okay um, love kills the flesh because love will do things that the flesh does not want to do love will lay its life down like Jesus did that was why he went to the cross because of love that just encapsulates all of it and so I would leave you with this is that whoever it is in your life that you love so dearly you need to remember that they may never change or they may 
God might actually finally do a work in them because you decided. Because he was trying to teach you something. Okay? Or they may not let him still. But just love them. And the reward will come from that. In this life, possibly. But definitely in the next. Because that is the sweet savor that, that rises up into the nostrils of our Father that He loves. Is the sacrifice of our love that we give that. Because that's what separates us. You will know my disciples for the love they have one for another. And I, I hope that that blessed your heart today. And I pray that your week is your weekend is blessed. It's coming up. And I pray um, I pray that you got something good out of this podcast today. I haven't done one in a couple of months because I, something happened to me and I kind of got, um, I don't know, it's like I got sideswiped by some things spiritually. And I've been warring and fighting, but I have a, I have a, a quick praise report that some health problems that I've been having for the last three years that became increasingly worse. Um, I had been praying for really, really heavy over the last, uh, really the last year saying, Lord, what's going on with my body and such. And, uh, I knew I was being led by the Lord to do this certain, uh, procedure that he wanted me to go have done. And I, I'm real funny about that stuff and I, I don't go do stuff like that, but, um, uh, I went ahead and I did it and I knew I was supposed to do it and I want to tell you something it healed everything that was the problem I, so I'm healed I'm restored um, and uh, I, I, I thank God for that but the enemy wants to use everything to try to stop the word that's in you he wants you to shut up and sit down and uh, I pray that your heart remains resilient that no matter what he throws at that you that with with every last bit of strength in you that you'll still stand up and talk for God you'll still stand up and praise his name you'll still stand up and do the things that you're supposed to do and use the gifts he gave you specific gifts my love he gave you specific assignments and specific gifts and that's what the enemy wants to stop but I pray that with every bit of your last strength that you continue to do that and as you push forward God will God will step in and alleviate and heal. He'll do those things. He'll show up for you. Because, you know, without a test, there's no testimony. Right? Enemy's going to come against you to stop you. But God's going to show up. You just got to hang in there and he'll show up. He always does. Hallelujah. I could just talk forever today because I feel rejuvenated and excited and energetic and refreshed. But I'm going to let you go and I'm going to call it the end of this podcast and wrap it up. I pray that you have enjoyed this. I pray that your life is blessed. I pray that you prosper in all the things that you lay your hand to. In your ministry, in your relationships, and mostly in your walk with God. Because Jesus is coming back soon, isn't he? And no matter how crazy it gets out there in the world, or no matter how you feel, no matter what you're going through, I pray that you have a lovely day.